any other animal there is and uh, everything about me is physical so when I die I'm gonna die like any other physical animal I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure I'm going to hell because I'm an alcoholic and I do a lot of crazy stuff you know so I'm going to hell pretty much I'll be lucky if I go to heaven but I don't think it's gonna happen unless I change my behavior you know but I don't see that happening when I die I'm going to heaven and what about you? What's going to happen to you when you die? Well, when I die, I'll be going to heaven because I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, so I'll be going to heaven when I die. My physical body will no longer exist, but my spirit will still exist. Exist in what way? Some kind of unseen presence. So there's like a bunch of unseen presences oh, yeah, going I around? Oh yeah, dead people all the time. Really? Yeah. I feel like they're, they're, they're um, up there. Like my sister, I talk to her all the time. And, Relatives who have deceased, yeah. Don't care. Why don't you care? I'm atheist, I don't care. <laughs> so being atheist, what do you think is going to happen to you when you die? I don't know yet, but I don't care. I don't know. I try not to think about it. Uh, I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. As it is appointed, for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation. Last Wednesday, Brother Ray and I spoke about how the homecoming service would be arranged and uh, what the topic of the message would be. And I told him that it would likely be something about a heavenly homecoming. How many of you are looking forward to a heavenly homecoming? Amen. Amen. Me too. But after beginning my research and my preparation for this message, I found an incredible need for a clear understanding about eternity and what awaits us after death. That being the case, I'm going to speak about eternity today. But not only today, I'm going to be speaking on it for the next seven weeks. Because I found that most of the most confusing preaching about death is spoken at funerals. And if there's confusion amongst preachers, then there's likely confusion amongst the general population as well. So, being that I'm going to be preaching about eternity, I want to invite you to be a part of it. I want to invite you to write down any questions you might have, to give those questions to me. And I'll try my dead level best to answer those questions through the course of this series entitled Eternity, What Awaits You After Death? So far, the lineup looks like this. Today's title is entitled Eternity, What Does the Bible Say About Death? Next week will be One Minute After You Die. The sermon after that is entitled Heaven is Better Than You Think. But the fourth one's entitled Hell is forever, and it ain't funny. The series is important enough that I want you not to miss a single one. In fact, I think it's so important, I think you ought to invite a guest to be here for the course of this series where God's going to show us what He has to say about eternity. Now, you've probably heard the old saying that only things that are guaranteed in life are death, and taxes. But I found that that's not entirely true. 
Because there are people who have enough loopholes and who have enough deductions to where they will pay very little or no taxes. But they're still left to deal with death. Now, people have used and continue to use uh, just all manner of unusual methods in order to try to see what lies on the other side of death into the afterlife. Some people attempt to find out about the afterlife through psychics. Some people try to see into the afterlife, try to even speak with their dead relatives through seances and mediums. But I'm here to tell you today that the only sure method, the only sure word about life after death is the Word of God. And you need to know that today. 1 Thessalonians 4.15, the Apostle Paul says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren. I don't want you to be ignorant concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as those who have no hope. Now that word, fallen asleep, that was a softened word for those who had already died, those believers who had already gone. And Paul did not want them to be misinformed about what occurs on the other side of death. So let's begin by uh, dispelling a few misconceptions, first of all, about death. Because some people say that death is the end of existence. As evidenced by that video clip, so sad in my heart. Some people think that when you die, you cease to exist. But that's simply not true according to the Bible. Death is not the end of existence. However, what you see, these bodies are indeed just temporary dwellings. In fact, I read a story about Ray Steadman who was telling a story about his daughter. And it seems one morning that his daughter had climbed up into bed and was poking and prodding him, but he wouldn't open his eyes. And she kept poking and punching, trying to get him to open his eyes. Finally, she just climbed up right on his chest. She looked at him. She reached down and grabbed a hold of that eyelid, pulled it back and said, Daddy, are you in there? (laughs) Even kids know that these bodies are just temporary dwelling places. There was another preacher who was conducting a funeral, and he began to talk about the human body just being an external shell. And he was so true, and he just gestured down to the dearly departed that was in the casket in front of him. And he started talking about that external shell, and he said, Here we have the shell, but the nut is gone. Now, he didn't mean for it to come out quite that way. But you got to admit, there's nothing wrong with his theology. These are just temporary shells. Some people think that death is just the end of existence. But some people say that when a person dies, that they're somehow reincarnated into something or someone. That's right. When you hear talk of reincarnation in our country, people start saying, okay, well, I'm going to come back as another human being. But in India, where Hinduism is prevalent, What they think is that you're going to come back as an animal or a plant. And it's this endless cycle of coming back as other creatures. It's just crazy. Some of you would probably come back as poison ivy, amen? I'm just kidding. But verse 27 tells us clearly. (laughs) Verse 27 tells us clearly. It's appointed for men to die. How many times? That's right. There's no reincarnation, friends. Just once. But some folks also think that they'll be able to get their lives together before they die. 
They think that they'll be able to get a second chance after they die. And I believe it makes sense. We should be working on getting ourselves together, getting our lives together. And it would be awesome if somehow we had this 30-second buzzer that goes off and says, you're about to die. That way you can hurry up and get your life together. But it don't happen that way. It don't happen that way. Death almost always catches us by surprise. There are those times where people have lived a full and happy life and they're expecting it. But almost always death comes abruptly. Almost always it comes when we're not expecting it at all. And by the same token, friends, the person who says no to Jesus in this life, thinking that they're going to have some other chance in the next, is just wishful thinking. It's just not true. One day we will die. And for those who have not accepted Jesus Christ, there will be no second chance. If you don't accept Christ in this life, you're going to face Him as judge in the next. It's period. The only opportunity, friend, that you have to get right with God is the life you're living now. The only chance you have to get right in this life is right now. Are you right with God? So now that we've seen just a a few of the misconceptions about death, I want to show you what the Word of God says will, say will, Will. what it will happen when we die. First of all, the Word of God says that death is a certainty, and it is appointed for men to die. It's part of who we are. It is appointed for men to die. Medical science has done absolute wonders at extending our lives. Think about it. There are new medical procedures that uh, can bypass clogged arteries. There are new medical procedures that can filter impurities from our blood. There is chemo that can kill cancer cells. There is uh, procedures that can replace worn-out joints. We have vaccines that kill all the deadly diseases. But no one has found a cure for death. No one. Despite all the advances in medical science, it's still true that the death rate remains the same as it's always been. 100%. Everyone will die. Death is no respecter of persons. Death marches into the mansion. Death marches into the squalor of the slums. Death affects you whether you are healthy or whether you're in good shape or whether you're not. We're not given a choice about whether we'll meet death. We're not given a choice about when we'll meet death. But I want to tell you this, and if you don't hear anything else I've said this morning, you are given a choice about how you face death. Mm -hmm. Death is no respecter of persons, but you need to know that death is permanent. Death is permanent. A few years ago, the Newsweek magazine published an article, a letter written from the Greenville, South Carolina newspaper about from the uh, Department of Social Services. And the letter was actually written to a dead person, and it said, to whom it may concern, your food stamps are ended effective immediately because we've received notice you passed on. Now, if you may reapply if there's a change in your circumstances. <laughs> Fact is, when death comes, it's irreversible. When death comes, it can't be changed. It's irreversible. When you cross over, there's no coming back. Not only is death a certainty, 
But the Bible says that judgment is a reality. Listen to what the Word of God says. As in, is it appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. That's right, the judgment. God's Word tells us that after death, every single one of us will certainly face judgment. Now, God's Word does speak of two vastly different judgments. That's right. The first judgment is for the believer. It's entitled, The Judgment Seat of Christ. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all, say all, all, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he's done, whether good or bad. Each one, we all, must face the judgment seat of Christ. Now, that judgment doesn't have anything to do with salvation. That judgment is for believers for which salvation's already been settled. That judgment determines the rewards for service done to the Lord God Almighty. Now, there is a second judgment, and that second judgment is for unbelievers. It's called the Great White Throne Judgment. And it's spoke about by the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 20 when he said, And then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the word book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. A second judgment for unbelievers. Obviously, no one would want to be a part of that judgment. But all those who reject Christ in this life will face him as judge in the next. Friend, I want to tell you, it will be a horror beyond your wildest imagination. It will be a horror beyond description to hear the Savior who you will bow down to. You will acknowledge Him as the Lord and Savior, but it will be too late. It will be a horror beyond description to hear Him say, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. It will be a horror. For you see, on that day, it's going to be too late. On that day, the time for decision will have passed. So the time for the decision for Christ Jesus is now. The time to make a decision for the Lord Jesus is now. Because not only is death a certainty, not only is judgment a reality, but praise God, salvation is a possibility. Listen to it. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation so that you can be saved. The death of Christ, according to this verse, is applied to the many. If you've got a pencil, you need to write in your Bible and underline that word, many. For you see, 
Christ's death doesn't automatically take away the sins of everybody. It doesn't automatically wipe out the sins of everyone. Not everyone receives the salvation available through Christ's death. Not everyone believes and receives. And that's why salvation is only a possibility. But if you've never done so, there is still time this morning. There is still a moment this morning. Today can be your day of salvation. Death is not the end. Death is but the beginning for those who believe in Christ. And what I want you to remember throughout this series is the truth that for those who believe in Jesus Christ, the best is yet to come. Amen. So you're looking forward to a heavenly homecoming? Have you professed your faith in the only means to have that? The Lord Jesus Christ? We know not what transpires outside this service. But today can be your day for salvation. So will it be a heavenly homecoming? Or will it not? I want to pray for you. And I want you to look deep into your past. And I want you to see if there's ever been a time where you have publicly professed your faith in Jesus Christ, repented of your sins, and given your life to Him. And if not, today can be your day. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, death seems awfully scary sometimes. Because from a human point of view, it just seems like the end of existence. But your word speaks clearly, Lord, that it's not the end. It can only be the beginning for those who believe in Christ. Father, if there is one man, one woman, one child, one young person who has not placed their faith in your precious son, Jesus Christ, so that they can know there will be a heavenly homecoming for them. Father, I pray you'd give them the courage to get, take a step of faith, to step out, to step forward, and during this song that's going to be sung, Father, that they would just publicly confess that they're giving their life to Jesus. They want a heavenly homecoming. They want to receive the salvation you made possible. Father, we can't do it. They can't be coerced. They can't be tricked. But Lord, your Holy Spirit can lead them if they would only be willing. Lord, have your will in their lives for your glory alone, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Kingsman.